Hello there. This is Series 9 of Satisfied. The Series 9 podcasts enhance the Graceful Living Bible Study covering the essential truths for living a life of freedom and joy in Christ. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at the truth about Jesus' resurrection and what it means for us today. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 6 of the Graceful Living Bible Study. We will look at more treasure that God lavishes upon us when we place our faith in His Son. Have you ever bought a lottery ticket or entered a game to win a huge jackpot? Many of us have done that because we want all the blessings of prosperity in one easy package. Wouldn't it be nice to have all those riches to enjoy? But chasing such fantasies is not a good thing. And our God says we don't have to chase fantasies. He offers us the best jackpot anyone could want. Everyone who trusts in Christ is lavished with treasure in Christ. And we get it all at once as a package deal the moment we place our faith in Jesus Christ. It's part of your new grace-created identity in Christ. In Lesson 6, you looked up those things that are now true about you. We covered several of them in Lessons 3 through 5. In this podcast, I want to expound on a few more of them found in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Bible teacher Tom Constable described those verses like this. It is as though Paul was ecstatically opening a treasure chest, lifting its jewels with his hands, letting them cascade through his fingers, and marveling briefly at them as they caught his eye. Isn't that a beautiful word picture? Let's spend some time dwelling on these spiritual treasures, these jewels that are ours. They define your identity in Christ. You have been lavished with this treasure from God because you are in Christ. The Bible says we receive every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now these blessings are associated with the heavenly realms. Paul used this phrase five times in Ephesians. The heavenly realms are the unseen world of spiritual reality. It's a dimension we don't see. God and all angelic beings, both good and bad, operate in this unseen dimension. Anytime you ask God to heal someone or work in someone's life, you are thinking about this unseen world. I've included some biblical references to what happens there in your listener guide. You can go look those things up. When Christ was raised from the dead and ascended into heaven, He was exalted over all the powers there in the unseen world, all angels, demons, and Satan. We as believers, all of us, the church, we join Christ there. In God's mind, that's where we are. The church is God's display of His wisdom. We are trophies of His grace on display to those powers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Because of His love for us, God chooses to lavish upon us every spiritual blessing He has to give. These are the jewels in our God-given treasure chest. Let's look at these blessing jewels more closely. The blessing jewel of being chosen to be holy and blameless. 
Ephesians 1 verse 4 says this, For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. This whole concept of God's choosing, who He chose and why, it has been debated by theologians for years. The definition of the underlying Greek word translated chosen is what you'd expect it to be, to pick out, to select, to choose for oneself. So what can it mean? Regardless of theological interpretations, here's what we know to be true from this verse. To be chosen does mean that God had a plan from the beginning for all believers to be in Christ and to be made holy and blameless in Him. God put Christ and us together in His mind from the beginning. That was His plan. It is also clear that God knows beforehand who will believe in Him. After that, it gets muddy. But we do know the Bible teaches that God commands all people to believe and that the gospel is to be preached to all people. God doesn't communicate to us how He chooses people. That's one of those secret things that belong to the Lord. But he speaks volumes through his word about the fact that when we believe in Christ, we are from then on called chosen and elect. The significance in that is Paul's use of the word chosen to refer to Christians. Up to this point in history, the Jews were considered God's chosen people. Now we know God had another chosen people who were actually chosen first, before the creation of the world, before the Jews were selected. God had a plan to create a people for Himself through Christ. Those who accepted the sacrifice Christ made were already designated as chosen people centuries before it happened. Whether Jew or Gentile, all Christians are now called chosen. Those are truths about what chosen can mean. What can it not mean? To be chosen does not mean that God chose some to love and some to not love before any were ever born. God loves everyone, and everyone can believe in Him. So you're not lying to an unbeliever if you tell her that God loves her or that Jesus died for her. That's very important. You may have doubts about your faith at some time in your life, but having doubts is not related to whether or not you have been chosen. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and trust in Him alone for salvation, you are saved and you are therefore chosen because your identity is in Christ, not in yourself. Got it? I hope you have that confidence. We believers are chosen by God for a purpose, to be holy and blameless in Christ. We've already covered that in Lesson 4. Being chosen is one blessing jewel in our treasure chest. Here's another one the blessing jewel of being predestined to be adopted as sons and heirs. Ephesians 1 verse 5 says this, In love He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. Predestined is another word or concept that causes confusion and usually some anger. What does it mean? Predestined does mean that God had determined or decided something beforehand. Jesus' crucifixion was part of God's plan. Believers being conformed to the likeness of Jesus is part of God's plan. Here in verse 5, God predetermined our adoption as sons and daughters. Adoption was a big deal among the Greeks and Romans. 
who granted the adopted son all the privileges of a natural son, including inheritance rights. We as believers receive the inheritance that God gave to Jesus to give to us. He does this because of his love for us. But here's what it does not mean. Predestined does not mean that you are a puppet with no control over your destiny. God's rules are clear. Individuals choose to be for Him and receive all spiritual blessings plus heaven, or they choose against Him and receive nothing plus eternal separation from God. In love, our God predestined us to be adopted as His natural children and heirs. That's another blessing jewel in our treasure chest. We have more. The blessing jewels of redemption, forgiveness, and being lavished with His grace. Ephesians 1 verses 6 through 8 say this, To the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves, in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us. We've already covered the amazing, unbelievable, unending blessing of God's grace in our study so far, and we've covered redemption and forgiveness in the podcast for lessons three and four. What I want to focus on now is the word lavished. What do you think about when you hear the word lavished? To lavish means to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities. God's grace is poured out upon us richly. He lavishes us with it. God is not stingy with His grace. You know all 35 of those aspects of your new identity in Christ that you studied in Lesson 6? That's God lavishing His grace on you. Someone who doesn't understand God's grace might be looking at this teaching and looking at all the imperfect Christians walking around planet Earth and think that God is being reckless because we certainly don't deserve it. Reckless is extravagant. God's grace is extravagantly reckless toward us. Grace is what God does to make men and women acceptable to Him. We can't earn such favor. We don't deserve such favor. And we will never merit such favor. Grace is summed up in the name, person, and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We receive this favor or acceptance from God as a free gift through faith in Christ. Being lavished with His grace is a beautiful blessing jewel in our treasure chest. So is this next one, the blessing jewel of Revelation. Ephesians 1 verses 9 and 10 say this, With all wisdom and understanding, He made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. God has made known to us a mystery that was kept in the heart of God until Christ came. In Ephesians chapter 3, Paul told us that part of the mystery being revealed is that the Gentiles and Jews are joined together through the gospel into one body, the body of Christ. But right here in Ephesians chapter 1, we see another part of God's plan for the future revealed to us so we can know it. His future plan will bring all things in heaven and on earth together under the headship of Christ. What God planned in the past, 
enabled in the present through Christ and the cross will be put into effect universally in the future. We get to know about this now. Things will finally make sense at the right time, of course, which he hasn't revealed to us. We know the what, but we do not know the when. Why does God give us this revelation? It is to give us hope as we live in this fallen world. Hope is tremendously important. We are part of Jesus's heavenly kingdom now. One day, we will be part of his earthly kingdom, his kingdom on earth. What God has promised will happen. Woohoo! The blessing jewel of revelation is great to have in our treasure chest. The last one I want to cover in this podcast is this, the blessing jewel of being sealed and secured by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14 say this, When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of His glory. We'll cover more about the work of the Holy Spirit in Lesson 8. Remember that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Our God is one God but three persons. The Spirit is not an impersonal it or simply an influence, but a personal being, just as the Father and the Son are persons. He is the first gift we receive from God when we trust in Jesus for salvation. He delivers to us the blessing jewels in our treasure chest. We've already seen the Holy Spirit's role in regenerating the believer, giving new spiritual life the moment someone believes in Jesus. He also marks every Christian with the seal of God's ownership. So what does Paul mean by marked with a seal? A seal was a common thing in Paul's day. It was a form of identification used to authenticate and protect legal documents. A document was rolled up, then a small pool of melted wax was placed across the overlapping edges, and a signet ring belonging to the official was pressed into the wax. The seal carried with it the idea of ownership, identification, security, permanence, and completeness. God marks His people as His own through the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives. His seal means we are wanted, valuable, and important. Being sealed gives us continued assurance that we are God's children and will receive all the inheritance promised to His children, such as heaven, new bodies, and living with Christ in His kingdom. There is no power greater than God who could break the seal, including yourself. Sealing also communicates that the contents are prepared and complete. All those gifts of the cross prepare and complete us. Sealing takes place the moment you believe in Christ for salvation, and it happens for all believers. No exception is given. It is immediate and permanent. God the Father does the sealing. The Holy Spirit is the seal. Nowhere are we exhorted to ask for it, so it must be universal and immediate. We are guaranteed all that God has promised for our future. The Holy Spirit being present within us assures us that we are God's, that He won't forget about us when Jesus returns, that we go to be with Him when we die, that our sins will never again count against us, that we are new creatures, and that all those truths about our identity in Christ are ours forever. These are your spiritual blessings in Christ to be enjoyed now. 
meeting the deepest needs of your heart. These have nothing to do with your finances, your health, or your earthly family status. These treasures given to you in Christ are more valuable than anything you could provide for yourself. Go ahead, let your heart overflow in praise and thanksgiving for those blessing jewels which are in your treasure in Christ. Use prayer, prose, poetry, drawing, song, whatever you choose. Praise God and be thankful. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with His grace so that your life overflows with His grace every day. You will experience a life of freedom and joy. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 9 of Satisfied.